Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I have to tell you something very quick. I, um, You know, since I've had the health problems in the last year, I started working out because the lovely Joanne told me to go to the gym. So I've been doing, I've been doing 20 minutes cardio on the uh, treadmill and 20 minutes on the stationary bike. And I thought I was getting better shape. But I, I went to the Dodgers game the other day. And, you know, we went to the stadium club. And we, had, we had bad seats. We took this big bus out of Burbank. Honestly, it's two days later and my body still hurts. I never thought that much walking up and down. I mean, I was almost out of breath a few times. I mean, I'm sitting there and my girlfriend, she's like, you're doing great on these exercises. But, oh my God, I couldn't move my legs. I said, that's the thing. I'm going to be 50 soon. And that's the thing of getting old. But enough about me. We have a very, I'm, I'm happy to have our guest today. And we're talking off air. It's Ari, which back east we call Ari. Ari Gross. How you doing, Ari? I'm fine, Steve. Nice to meet you. Now, you know, it's funny. But, you know, it's, it's just, I always say when my guests have such a long resume. I mean, you have a, you have a great resume. I, I remember back when I, was in, when I was in college, I remember the movie The Experts. And we all thought you were like, yeah, we all had hair like that. You That's know, right. the same hair. And we're like... God, this guy has the job, and it's. I mean, now do you. I mean, do people probably recognize you after? I mean, you all your. You've been in acting, but in TV and movies since like eighty three. Um, I, I, about it was around. Uh, um, it, yeah, yeah, it was. It was around eighty three. I probably did my first jobs on, on TV were um, uh, different strokes, and uh, Night Rider. Okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. It's just, it's, so, I mean, you look at your resume and it, it, it's a, and you go up through it. No, it's funny because my girlfriend yeah. turned me on the castle, which you're yeah. on castle. Right. You yeah. just, it's this unbelievable thing of work. But you started, well, you started off as a stage actor, but when you were a kid, did you always want to act? You know, I, I think I, um, I, I didn't, I had no, I didn't know anybody who was an actor. I didn't have any family in the business or anything like that, although I am a native Angelino. Uh, but I did, um, I think it was something that I wanted to do from a really young age. You know, when I was, uh, you know, I would do I, I would do shows, and I remember wishing I could be on The Man from Uncle. You okay, know, and that kind of stuff. Um, and um, but my um, my brother, uh, who's no no longer, I have I had an older brother who's, okay. who was twelve years older, and. and um, um, but you know, I, I many years ago was with him and a group of people, and I was saying that I really made the decision to be an actor when I was in college. And he was like, "Are you kidding? You you knew when you were three. <laughs> so um, I think it was always well, something I wanted to do. I always wonder because I mean, I, I went, I did stand up comedy, and I got out of business, and I went through college at business management, and then you know, because then plus in New South Jersey, there's not a lot of big acting. Philadelphia's close, but it's not like here. Yeah. Did did it in, when you went to, when you went to college? What what was your major going to be? Did you decide it was going to be acting, or because you graduate high school? And I guess being an acting major here is much more attainable than being one in New Jersey, because all the kids I were with were pre law or pre med. You know, it's like we're going to be a lawyer right. or a doctor. What was you, what was your major in college? Well, um, I uh, honestly, I, I think I sort of imagined that my my major would be political science, and I and that, those are the courses that I signed up for. Okay, along with the 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 general ed kind of stuff that you have to do. Um, but you know, the 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 very first thing that I did at college was um, there was a as part of a sort of you know welcome back and freshman orientation week. There was a campus wide. I went to UC Irvine. There was a campus wide. Uh, 
uh, talent show. Okay. And um, so, and I didn't know anybody, and I and I went to UC Irvine because I lived in Los Angeles, and and if I went to Irvine, I didn't have to live at home anymore. Okay. And um, <laughs> and you got the yeah, got the, the good price probably because it was a state school. Right? Yeah, right. And it, it, you know, I was it did was the, all it was, the same thing in New yeah, Jersey. It was all covered. You know, so um, I uh, so the first thing I did was do the was be in the talent show and so that's how i you know that's what i related to and then i i signed up for a couple of theater classes and then i auditioned for plays that were you know being directed by seniors or graduate students and basically that took up all my time and i blew off all my classes okay. that weren't related to the theater department um and then about um, then about halfway through the year, I was in a play, and a woman named Lee Shallot, uh, now known as Lee Shallot Schemmel, um, she is just one of the top directors in television. Um, that Arrested Development, and she used to do Spin City, and there's a million other fantastic things she does. She um, she had been the casting director and the director of a conservatory at South Coast Repertory Theater in Costa Mesa, which is, you know, near... In driving distance, I mean, not too far. And she came, she was probably talking to every student who was in this production, but I thought she was talking, I thought she was looking right at me when she said, (laughs) if you're interested in professional training, come see me when you finish school, because we have a conservatory at South Coast Repertory. And I, great, and I went back to my dorm and... You know, I mean, and I wrote a letter to my parents saying, so I have always wanted to be an actor. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I've done a play here. I was scouted by, you know, (laughs) the casting director for this major regional theater. And I'm going to go to their conservatory, get professional training and get my equity card. And I'm 18 and uh, I'm laying all this down. Um, and I, 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 I probably wasn't 18 yet, and um, and and I'm going to be an actor, and um, and that and that's what I did. I at the end of the year, I auditioned for her, and um, and I and I went to this conservatory. So when you were there, did you start just getting uh, a lot of? Did they put on a lot of shows that when once you went in? Did you get to be in each show, or did you take lessons, or how did they work at, at the conservatory? At, at the conservatory. Well, what happens at the conservatory is like a, it was an eight-week program, and um, you, uh, you'd be with a, I think there were two groups, maybe 20 kids each. I mean, and some, you know, it wasn't kids. It was, um, uh, I, I was on the younger end of, okay. uh, you know, probably 18 to 30, where, you know, was the group. And... Um, um, you would take uh, uh, Shakespeare classes and Chekhov classes and scene study and improvisation and vocal production, you know, all, all, all this stuff. And, um, and, and it lasted for eight weeks. And meanwhile, the theater, uh, I, I happened to hit them at a great time because they were, uh, they had established themselves as a very important artistic entity down there in, in Costa Mesa in Orange County. And um, they were moving from a storefront uh, theater, um, much like most of the theaters in L.A. right now, 
and they had they had raised millions of dollars and were were at the completion of a new building, a dedicated state of the art theater facility, and um, at a certain point during the the conservatory, they said. Uh, I kept getting notes saying, you have to come to the office because we, we haven't actually received any of your tuition. Okay. <laughs> and and we've, we've discounted it a lot for you. And people have gone out of their way to throw in a couple hundred bucks for you. Um, but you, you, you got to make a, a minimum payment to stay in this. And I, I really had no money. And I, I kind of, you know, uh, I, I sort of shot the moon and said, listen, how about you guys hire me and then if you hire me i will then have money to pay you back there you go and they said uh we 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 are going to need somebody to do a lot of sweeping and painting once we move into the new building okay so there, I mean, you loved it so much. I mean, you loved the, the yeah. stage. So you're like, I'll do anything. Yeah, I'll do anything right. to stand It is here. that thing of like, I will, you know, I'll, I'll pick gum off the bottom right. of the seats. And then, uh, and then the next thing you know, you are, in fact, pulling gum off the bottom of the <laughs> seat. Um, but there, and I was, there for, I was there for three years, and I, um, I took classes. I, had, um, I worked backstage. I worked in the tech shop. I, you know, I ran errands. I rebuilt white instruments. I kind of learned... You know, quite. I, I got an MFA in theater in those three years, and um, and then you know, small parts, funny servants, and uh, um, move furniture around, and a line here and there, and then finally, uh, in a new play, a a um, a major role in a new play, and they gave me my equity card after I was there for three years, and then when I thought I I had it made, right? They said, okay, so uh, so long. Um, and get back in touch if you, you know... Want to sweep floors again. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you, if, if you make something of yourself. <laughs> so, so you have your equity card, which is, is, yeah. the, is equivalent to a side card for theater, right? So you That's can be right. pre- professional. Yeah. So now it's in L.A., and I mean... LA has theater, but not as big as New York. Right? Were you a little tim- were you a little intimidated, or were you just you loved it so much you sit down and bust down doors? Or where do you go being a stage actor in LA? Well, um, uh, fortunately for me, um, I uh, uh, one of my teachers uh, at the conservatory um, uh, is a r- director writer named Frank Condon. And um, Frank was doing a play at the Odyssey, uh, Odyssey Theater in West L.A. that had just opened and was wildly successful. It was the Chicago Conspiracy Trial. And at at this point, it was basically 10 years after the actual trial. Okay. And um, and when I I, and and I was in it and um, and. You know, from being in that show, uh, after I left South Coast, my first job, uh, I, I was hired by Luis Valdez and El Teatro Campesino, which is a, a, an internationally known theater that happens to be in Central California that had its, its, had its genesis in the, um, um, in the like, grape fields okay. um, when, when Cesar Chavez was forming the United Farm Workers. And uh, Luis Valdez uh, w- was the uh, creator, founder, artistic director of, of El Teatro Campesino. Um, and a lot of people know him from 
uh, the play and movie uh, Zoot Suit and the movie La Bamba. Okay. And um, and so after shortly after I was at South, I finished my time at South Coast or my first time at South Coast. Um, I was hired by El Teatro Campesino for a year, and um, and so I was doing you know wild theater in Central California, and then came back to LA and ran into somebody I had done a play with who introduced me to their agent. And did you love the theater? I mean, was it, was it even those different roles? Was it just did you love the just the feeling of being on stage, or just the whole part of the production? I, yeah, you know, I I um, it. <laughs> It's it's said somewhere. I mean, maybe it's somewhere. Maybe it's on Glee or something. But there there's so there is this feeling of, you know, for me at the time when I was an adolescent and it, you know, in my early twenties of of like finding my tribe. You know, everybody. It's just exactly where I wanted to be, and I I knew nothing about the business. Um, I didn't have any ambitions in the business. I wanted to be engaged in the activity and um and 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 it was and it was quite great actually so you're in you're in central california you're doing yep. this stuff and so what at what age do you sit there and you say hey man you know I'm, i want to move to tv or the uh or movies was that something that was brought on by maybe an agent or manager or someone you met or you just said i can only do theater for so long i mean how because you have to make i'm sure there's a transition sometimes where you go Okay, you just, I can only do so much theater in the beginning. Yeah. Um, well, no, you know, it's funny. Um, I, I, I actually, um, um, you know, I, I, I've been extraordinarily lucky. Okay. And um, so, so, so my, so my personal journey here was not one of, you know, you know, of not like deciding that I needed to be in. You know, an independent movie or right. a, a comedy, and um, and so then I would start doing road work. You know, <laughs> well, um, but 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 actually, what happened was um, I I had a um, um, I, I I was born with uh, strabismus, which is and, and which is a crossed eye. I'm legally blind. I, I was born with a congenital cataract. Oh, you are. I'm legally blind in this eye. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, I, I, I think I may be legally blind in this. I have like 2,800 in my yeah, right actually, eye. I, my glasses but only fit on this it, one. It would like it, my, my eye would wander all over the place, and I thought stage work was. Um, I, I, I'd repeatedly been told that any kind of work in film or television was was out of the question, but but I I loved do, doing stage, and then there was. Um, Again, some somebody I had done a uh, a play with was working on a movie and suggested I come in and read for a big part in this movie, and I read for this part in the movie and and uh, and and the upshot was that the casting director said this part is yours. Can you do it? Are, can, are you in control of this wandering eye? You're like, no. If I was in control, wouldn't like, be wandering. No, I mean, I, I can. <laughs> if I suppose if somebody tells me, I could probably figure out how to focus. And basically, she said, you, you know, you, you're, you're not getting this part. And, um, and, and that's just, you know. So you might want to think about doing something about your eye. And and I had always sort of identified this sort of ocular abnormality is my you know 
some trademark or something. Right. Trademark. But like I know some, you're saying you know, your like, work or the movie. Yeah. Like, oh, that guy, yeah, the guy yeah, with that. He, you know, like the David guy, Bowie had one guy. blue and one green eye. Yeah, right. Like that, you know. Yeah. And, um, and it just, and I, it just so happened that I told an actress that I knew, uh, I was very friendly with. Her husband was a physician. Um, and who had, and he had a colleague who was an ophthalmologist, and this, and this physician said, "Go see my friend who's the ophthalmologist and see what, uh, see what he thinks." And this ophthalmologist saw me and went, "Huh?" Because I had had a bunch of eye surgeries when I was a child, okay, and they, it didn't go well. And um, and he said, "Geez, you know, there, there's no reason it should be like this. I think I can help you out." And um, and he did a lot of he did a lot of work on my eye. He tried a couple of things that didn't quite work, operation wise, or just yeah, like or just like he did a, glasses. He, he did or, like a real he did a surgery, and then ultimately he um, um, he did a technique that is done all the time now. Um, and I think probably he had done like twenty five or forty of these procedures by the time I had met him, and it was a little freaky, but it, it had to do with. Weakening my my strong eye uh, with botulinum toxin at a at at a certain degree. I know this is like suddenly very far afield. From no, no, my, no, no. It's, it's interesting. Agent. But um, but it, it it weakened my good eye sufficiently, uh, so it was weak as my weak eye. So then, and, they, my, and my brain like relearned how to make my eyes, uh, you know, track together. And I, and and like the bandages came off, and I stopped putting the ointment in, and like I got an agent. That's and then the and the and the agent I went to see kind of said, uh, "Yeah, we, you know, we're you know, stay in touch with us. You, you know, you don't really have any credits, and nothing really makes sense here. But you know, nice to meet you." And then called me later that day and said. Well, weirdly enough, we we just got an audition that you would be right for, for an episode of Different Strokes. And I went and read for it, and I got it, and consequently, they became my agents. That's crazy. See, it's just yeah. an off. I mean, it's just crazy yeah. that you knew, someone, knew that I operate. I mean, it's just such the chances of that. Yeah. It's just the old thing, you know, you have been lucky. I mean, it's just, yeah, that's great. That's, you right. said, that's when people sit there and bitch. It's like, you know, it's like, why? I mean, some, there is people that get lucky. I mean, it's, it's right. Some people that's are right. blessed. I've been, I've, uh, very lucky. And, you know, the, the other thing is that, you know, at that time, um, I had insurance through Actors' Equity that made it possible to go to see a doctor. And, and this guy, his name was Robert Lengua, Dr. Robert Lengua. I think he's down in, in uh, uh, Loma Linda okay. Hospital in Loma Linda, uh, does pediatric uh, ophthalmology. And there's another guy, Dr. David Wallace, who's in West Los Angeles, who worked with him. And these guys decided, for whatever reason, that what the little bit that my insurance through my union would cover, that whatever it wasn't covered... They were they'd eat it. See, that's 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 awesome. And they and they went to other doctors and other services and said, you know what, write this one off. This and and I I was you know extraordinarily oh, that's, fortunate. It's awesome. So you, so you got the different strokes. Now was that weird? Because you you were from a theater background. So now was it your it's your first time on a TV set? It must yeah. have been like, uh, what, what do I do? I mean, I talk to some people who come from theater and they yeah. go. 
wait, Stan, where? Wait, you know, what? Yeah. This, I kept pretending that I sort of knew what to... I mean, I, I would know. I just didn't know how to play a scene and learn my lines. And But, you know, there, there was a moment where we were taping in front of the audience, and I had to... Um, uh, it, or I the, the the set we were working on was in high school and at, at a bank of lockers, and in a particular scene, I had to open my locker and take something out of it, and um, we did a take in front of the audience, and I opened my locker and something fell out, and so I bent down to pick up the thing that had fallen out, and you know, so it was like cut reset, and then somebody coming up to me like, what are you doing? And I was like, what do you mean? What, are, what am I doing? And it's like, you just ducked out of the shot. It's like, well, no, I opened the walker and the thing fell. I'm like, nobody saw the thing fall out. Just keep going. That's funny. Like, well, I, but I, it's the thing I needed. All right, well, when we get to that part, then you'll... So, like, oh, so it was, yeah, I had yeah. no idea what the rules were. So you're learning on your feet. Now, yeah. then, then you start, after that, you start getting some more points. I mean, you're get, are you starting to audition more? Are you, are you doing commercials at all or just uh, the acting? I, um, I, I, the agency I was with had a commercials department, and for three years, I, I went on commercial auditions all the time. And there was one guy, there was exactly one guy um, named William Deere, and he he directed Harry and the Hendersons. Okay, but he directs a lot, or did directed a lot of commercials. Um, he was the only person to ever hire me for a commercial, and he hired me for three of them over a couple of year period, and um, and I, and they were all nationals. They were uh, they all like took a couple days to shoot. They're big, you know, really production heavy commercials. Um, and and I believe that uh, in each case the the um, the client fired the ad agency, the ad agency fired the production company, um, and then the product that was being advertised like never really came out. All right, you know, the, like Banaka gum. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, which while we were shooting. You know, uh, you know. After about ten takes of putting the gum in my mouth, my mouth was just like cobalt blue, and they were trying to figure out what to do about the fact that the gum was staining like the my you know oral tissue, and um, uh, so. But nobody else would ever. I never got hired by anybody else. And after doing those three, I decided to. Um, to uh, boycott the commercial world. Well, okay, so you start doing in your resume. You start doing a lot of uh, TV shows, doing parts in the TV shows. Yeah, um, I it, there, there there weren't a lot. I did I did different strokes. I did uh, Remington Steel. Re- Remington Steel. Okay, I'm sorry, Knight yeah. Rider, and then then you go to the movies. Yeah. When did when did you? I mean, how does that happen? Because people sit there. I mean, were you going out for auditions for movies and it's getting TV parts, or were, was it both back then? Well, you know, I, um, I, I was reading for things they, as they came along and never feeling like I, enough was going on. And um, m- m- my agents at the time um, sent me out on, on literally a one-word role. And I realized that this was not what I wanted to do. And I, I was about 25 and... Um, and basically, I quit acting. Okay. I just uh, this is this is 
Th- so what you want to do? Yeah. You don't want yeah. to go out for one I, word. Like, yeah, I didn't, how did I? How did I end up here? Right. You go from the yeah. theater to going. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, I think that was. I think it was high. <laughs> as a matter of fact, and um, and then um, it was probably about a year later. A friend of mine and, and uh, actor uh, who had also, you know, we we had been in class together and we were pals. And he said, hey, I just read for, uh, I've, I've got an audition for this movie, but the part is, like, is you. And uh, it was Soul Man. Okay. And um, so I read it, and I thought, oh, yeah, I, know, I just totally know how to play this guy. And um, so I called the casting director and, um, and told her I wanted to come in to read, and she said, have your agent submit us. And I was like, I, I don't have an agent. You know, I, um, and she's like, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. And then I, I, I called a couple of times and then I showed up one day and said, please really just let, let me read. And, you know, I waited, you know, quite, quite a long time. Right. And I read, um, and, but I was prepared and. But you were classically, you were trained, so you knew what was going on. It's yeah. Like, I mean. You know, but at that point, I wouldn't lean too much on the on the training. It okay. was, you know, I mean, I went to classes, but you know, I wouldn't say you're okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but 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 I but I did prepare the audition. I mean, I I knew what I I, I knew what I was doing, and I you know I worked with a friend, made sure that that it was entertaining and got the point across, and that I knew it backwards and forwards and. And that it was funny, and you know the whole thing. And they were, she she was impressed enough to bring me into, uh, to, to do my audition for the producer. It was a guy named Steve Tish, and um, and they said, okay, well, we'll call you back. And I think I had nine callbacks altogether over a couple of months for the movie. All right. And then they and then they, then they offered it to me and. And um, and I went back to my old agents and asked them if they would negotiate it for me, and they did, and um, and it was a hit. I mean, back yeah, in time, yeah. so you did that, and then you did. I've been I've been having lunch off that ever since. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you're doing that, and then you're doing as you see some other movies. I know the experts came out, which you know you work with John Travolta, which right. back then I don't know if that was in his second comeback. I mean, because he had. I remember from Welcome Back, Cotters, and then right. he had he had uh, disappeared for a little bit. Then he you no know, Saturday Night Fever, and then he right. I think then he came back on that. Yeah, it, I mean it was a period where it was before Pulp Fiction, and um, but and after um, oh uh, you know there, there there was a there was a movie with um, there was a movie with Olivia Newton John, but it was, oh, uh, it Xanadu. Was, yeah, it wasn't Xanadu. Though. Oh, it was. a physical. No, that was Jamie Lee Curtis. Though <laughs> it was, it was that sort of right. Sort of there was like an exercise. You know, there was like a, an aerobics uh, he, movie. And, yeah, he played the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and the, and there was, uh, and it was after Urban Cowboy. Um. Anyway, so it, it was in a period where it seemed. I, I think the expectation was it was going to be. A big re- return, but it, it it wasn't that movie. It was a couple years later. And Deborah yeah. Foreman was in that. Who was in? Uh, 
Valley Girl. That's right. See, I saw Linda. I said, yeah. I, I, I was whatever happened to her. Valley Girl was, I mean, anyone who's my age and living back east, you thought, this is the coolest thing. You know, now you go to the Valley. I loved, and loved her. Yeah. Was, oh, she was yeah. adorable and she was a my yeah. chauffeur. And, That's uh, right. Yeah. See, That's so, right. So you're doing the movies, okay? And then you're doing some movies now. What, at what point now, how long until you ended up on Ellen? Was that, I mean, how, were you, that was a few years later? Well, you know, it, it, it was. So, um, I'm looking here, you're 89 was the experts, and then yeah. you, have, you have Shaking the Tree, which I remember that was with a guy, I think Josh, Char- no, something Charles was in that movie, I think. Uh, uh, no, not Josh Charles, Gail Hansen. Gail Hansen, okay. Yeah, who's in um, Dead Poets Society. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I remember that. Scene, um, so I'm, I'm and like, Doug Savant, who's, you know, Desperate Housewives, and, and um, uh, anyway, so um, it's connected to Soul Man, actually, because Soul Man was... Um, written by Carol Black and produced by her husband, Neil Mar- Marlins. He was one of the producers. All right. And um, so that was 86. And then in 92, um, they had a TV show called, uh, a pilot they were doing called uh, These Friends of Mine um, with Ellen DeGeneres. And the, and it was to be like a, um, like a, like a gender uh, inverted Seinfeld. And um, so I was sort of like Elaine. All right. A- a- and um, and um, and so that's how I came to do that show. Um, now that yeah. was when you started out. I mean, because you know when you think about it, I mean that show was made. You know, was first kiss, female kiss, and all like that. When it started out, did you think it would end up being that big? I mean, like something that was I mean just changed I mean that was a big thing like people in the Midwest well, we're not watching we're not watching ABC because they had two females kiss yeah. did you, I mean and for me I mean I did stand up so we all knew Ellen was gay but it was it never we didn't care because Ellen is just so so funny yeah. it was it was a show for a lot of comics we thought it really doesn't have to go no one's gonna don't put the big thing about the kiss just all of a sudden Ellen's a gay book owner and just don't concentrate on her being gay just let her date and have funny dates and stuff like that and she is so talented she could run with it but in the beginning I mean what, there was probably never a feeling that it would go that way no I, I, I don't uh, um, I don't think so there, there was um, uh, when we um, when we started that was um, you know Ellen was very upfront with everybody but that wasn't um, that wasn't part of the world of the show, and you know it, it was always her sort of um, you know dating you know she was dating guys and mishaps and right uh, and then uh, the thing of like her character, my character were best friends and roommates, and was there something going on there and um, but uh, the it, I, I was gone from the show by the puppy episode, you know. Okay, so, so you were on how many seasons? Three seasons. Now, did you get written off, or what happened, or was there a reason why you left, or did you? Yeah, say- no, I was, I, I was, um, it, I was written off. I was actually the last person um, when, when I left the show. I was the last person, with the exception of Ellen who had been there for the pilot. Okay. Um, and there just there'd been uh, changes in personnel in um, you know executives the the cast the the uh the, you know the writers room 
um, et cetera, and crew. And um, so I, I was, you know, I guess I was lucky. I, I, I managed to, uh, you know, dodge the axe as long as I did. Now, for you personally, I mean, between being on a TV show and then being in the movies before, would, were you becoming very recognizable? Did people recognize you when you're out? Did people say, when you're in the movies, they say, oh, that's the guy from Soul Man, or, or that's, you know, the guy from The Experts, or did they say, oh, that's the guy from Ellen? I mean, did, did you get feel, did you go through that a lot? Did, how did you adjust that? Yeah, I mean, it, um, <laughs> you, the, the, the funny thing is, is that um, I, I, I've had some like great, great experiences, like just at the perfect moment, somebody would recognize me. Right. Um, You're out and someone goes, and you like, I yeah. told you, I told you. I'm yeah, so, you know, it was a, <laughs> I mean, and, and literally you can be like, you could show up at a crowded restaurant and there are no tables and it would just, and it would start raining outside. And that's the moment that someone would go, oh, yeah, Mr. Gross, I, we can put you right over here. And it was like, that's excellent. I'm so glad I decided to be an actor. Right. Um, and, um, um, but, you know, I, I have my privacy. I don't feel I, I, most of the time. Um, uh, I, what I get is not like, "Hey, you were on Ellen," but like, you you were in the store last week, right? Okay. You know, that sort of like vaguely <laughs> right. Did, they know you from TV, but they just can't place it. Like, did Wait. you used to teach at uh, Paul Revere Junior High School? <laughs> and. Um, um, and, and then there are a couple of parts that 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 I've done that that um, you know projects that had enough of an impact that uh, um, people may not know a bunch of stuff that I've done, but there was one thing that they saw that um, y- you know that 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 made an impact. Now, have you have you ever had a weird reaction like someone just be a little just like invade your privacy too much when you're out well, somewhere? I mean. Um, I, I don't think so much invade my my privacy too much, but um, uh, I do remember. You know, it was it was, it was sort of a uh, sort of a funny thing. But, you know, it was while we were doing Alan. I went to a small theater in LA to see a friend in a show, and th- there was some woman in the lobby during uh, intermission who I like, came over and like, like smacked my arms. It was like you're weird. Like, like, thanks. Yeah, I mean, you know this. We're not actually in your living room right now. Isn't that but, crazy? Some people yeah. do think that. I mean, it's really weird how people get attached to characters, and they say they get to say yeah. soap opera people go through that. Where like oh. the guy can be the nicest guy, and this guy named Bob Duback was on my show, and he's a comic, and he was in one of the soap operas, and he played sort of a cad, uh-huh. you know. And so everyone he would be out, they'd be like, "Oh, you know, we don't like you." And it's like he's like, "I'm a nice guy." Right. It's not, you <laughs> know, it's, right. it's that's sorry. Right. Dude, uh, a Michael Knight. Who uh, was Tad? On, yes, yeah, is is a wonderful guy and a tremendous actor, and we had done a movie together a long time ago, and I have the, we were in Texas, and I have this memory of, of sitting in a restaurant, having dinner, and um, a woman who sort of reminded me, sort of like a Texas version of Shelley Winters. Um, sort of sashaying over to him saying, you're a very bad boy. It scares us sometimes that you think they can go, people actually believe it. I mean, that's what you sit there and go, wait a second, you, it, it, it's a TV show. It's like they're not, you know. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is, I mean, I, I, I think that, that it, 
that it's not so much that it's a failing on their parts, but it. I think actually in in our brains, it's a little bit difficult to distinguish between something you've watched and something you've experienced. And um, I mean, at, and and consequently, that's one of the great things about performance is that you can. Um, you can go to see a you see a play or a movie or something, and you get involved with the character's experience, and you find yourself, you know, moved to tears or laughing right. or frightened or something like that because there's some part of your ba- your brain that's so empathetic, um, and you feel you feel some sort of connection, or ideally you do, or most people right. anyway, um, that. You know, taken out of context, people's first thought is, oh, I, have a, I, um, I, I have a relationship with that person because they like, oh, he's that guy, he's that guy who makes me laugh. Or right. he's that guy, he looks like a nice guy, but I think he actually is dangerous. Right. You know, I'll get that, you know, if, if, if I, you know, if a law and order that I did or, you know, CSI is on, you know, well, repeats if, and I'm in the park with my daughter, I'll occasionally get sort of sidelong glances from people like well I saw you in the CSI a, a while ago I was yeah. back at my girlfriend's place yeah. and um, I don't I, I don't really watch that show that yeah. much but it, it was the one where you played the um, the diner owner yes and what's right. funny about that was and she had just started to come out here to see me well I could tell you it was at least the exterior was shot at Frank's mm-hmm. right down here on Burbank on that's Island. right and so but that one that show takes place in Vegas yeah. so we're watching it and I'm going Wait a second. Wait, wait, I'm like, I'm like, because I see it all the time, and she's. I'm like, that's that. Remember that little place that the the for, I told you the forks and the spoons don't match, yeah. you know, because it closed and it reopened. And she's like, oh my god, yeah. So so now next time she comes out, she she wants to go get a pot piece of pie there because yeah, okay. she's like, it's cool. But then we did like driving up here. I'm like that church, and now she gets when she watches TV, she'll call her brother. Oh yeah, me and Steve went by there or whatever. But it's just it's it's just weird how the shooting and like CSI and you were, were you were, I didn't see it all. I mean, she watched it. You weren't really a jerk in that, were you? No, I, I, uh, you I killed mean, someone. You had a jerk to kill someone. So I you killed know? a couple of people. <laughs> I ordered a hit. It right. went bad. <laughs> So the guy right. killed more than the one guy I wanted him to kill. So I killed him, and then I killed a few other people. And now, now, when you left Ellen, and then you went, but what you know, else was I going to do? Really, exactly. When you yeah. left Ellen, you know, and you were, uh, they say when you leave, it's the uh, when you leave a series, it's close, and it's almost like leaving a family. Sometimes they say, but I guess you That's were right. towards the end when it when it started dwindling, so it wasn't the original people. But did you miss that? Did you miss those people you worked with? Um, it. It felt a, it felt a little bit like um, being like traveling around in a limo for two years, and then at like sort of a moment's notice, uh, like suddenly you get dropped off on the side of the road. Okay, <laughs> like hey, wait a minute! Wow, geez, that car almost hit and me. The old, the old car trick where they open the door again, they keep falling up. That's right. Up. So okay, yeah. So then now, now because now I mean you're you're a great character. You do so many. Uh, shows. I mean, do do you sit there? Do you get put in certain roles? Like young, when you were younger, you know, you were the the guy with the, like you know, we had all the same hair, like yeah. that cool, like sort of like sort of. I don't know if it's like the wise ass. I mean, there's certain roles that you know you'd be in. It's like yeah. Robert Romanus was in Fast Times Ridgemont yeah, High yeah, was yeah, on the right. show, yeah. and Robert said he would get he'd get cast as the jerk that you like, and so yeah. you know that's the thing. But now, I mean, 
as you as you got older and you got past those those sh- those roles and it was funny because you looked younger because you were older than I think those roles you played I mean when I looked at, yeah. you were older I mean that's just yeah. how does that I mean when, when you're in different strokes you're in your 20s right yeah now what what kind of what, what did you play a high school kid or yeah I played you know like a, a uh, you know a contemporary of of um uh poor yeah I can't I'm, I'm blanking on the guy's name right now um the older the older brother on different strokes Okay. Um, and um, so, and he was probably fourteen or at the time, right. and I was twenty-two. Wouldn't that be yeah. a little bit weird? I mean, I don't know, just I mean, because you're reverting back. I mean, I know you're an actor, but it's like you're coming, you're dealing with someone who's fourteen. I know that when I talk to younger comics who are like twenty-five, I'm like, what? What do they know? You know, it's like yeah, right. you talk to them, but you're like, they're, yeah. not, they're not on the same page. Yeah. Does that mean did you ever feel weird playing younger? Did you like? Did you was? Did you take it as a compliment that you were getting cast as younger? Um. No, I don't. I, I, I mean, I just took it as a compliment that if I got cast, okay, you know, um, and and it was very pragmatic. You know, I really wanted to make a living, you know, and and, and make a living as an actor, you know. So, um, I, you know, there, there, there was a quote I heard a long time ago. You know, the, the actor Victor Mature, yeah. played Samson in the original movie Samson and Delilah. I mean, the one in the Fifties, maybe there was a silent Samson. Probably was, but um, back in the eighties, there was a, like a TV remake with you know Lorenzo Lamas or somebody as Samson, and and they uh, and and Victor Mature was was cast as Samson's father, and in the press for it, uh, he was asked, did it feel odd to him now that you know the years had passed that he was. You know, no longer playing Samson, but right. playing Samson's father, and he was like, "Listen, I need to work so bad. I would have taken Samson's mother." Okay, <laughs> and um, and that you know that's sort of you know that in a lot of ways you know how I sort of felt. I mean, there was stuff I turned down, right? But but um, no, I you know I never I, I I never had any particular feeling of um, oh I have. You know, the fact that I'm 26 and I'm being cast as 17 right. is a testament to my beautiful skin. <laughs> you know, I don't. Now, now, yeah. now back, with, back in those days, like, yeah. when, with like experts and all that stuff, did you hang out with other young, like, do other young actors, you guys like hang out, like, you know, like comics hang out? Did, did young actors hang out with each other or, you know, or because or, you're probably, it's all you're probably new to you, a lot of you guys, yeah. because you're getting this money and success and you're all in. A lot of you are in the same boat. Did you? Yeah, you know, it was, it, frankly, for, for for me, it wasn't so much. I mean, I I, I had friends that I met in the business, but I was never part of any you know band of right. young Turks wilding through the you know <laughs> wilding the, through the, the mean streets of Eagle Rock, the, the, the mean streets of you know <laughs> Sunset Boulevard, and um, but. But I did have friends that um, that I knew from the time I was, you know, the, the people I hung out were the people I went to acting class with. Okay, you know, and 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 everybody kind of, um, uh, you know, every every everybody was kind of doing about the same stuff okay you know? so it's all so you're going through so okay now like i see on your resume the riches 
you were in yeah. that. Well, was that yeah. the one with the, was that with Eddie, Eddie Izzard? Yes, indeed. Okay, now what, you know, I mean, everyone, you know, I know comics, they, they love him. What was it, I mean, he's so different in the character than in real, where he goes on stage, cross-dressing and stuff right. like that. What was, I mean, had you worked with a stand-up comic of that magnitude before? Um, well, the, I, I mean, the, the, the answer that occurs to me is, I mean, m maybe there were people of that magnitude or stature or, you know, right. TV, I don't know, whatever it is. But Eddie Izzard is one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. And I, I, I showed up as a fan of his stand-up. Okay. And then, um, then while doing the show, came to realize really what a brilliant what a just a brilliant human being is um and unbelievably unbelievably funny um you know funny funny at lunch funny putting his shoes on and not funny like like i gotta do a bit for everybody but just in the course of conversation that connect that his insights, his knowledge, the connections he could make, and you know, it, it is a sort of quality of his stand-up. Um, he's 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 he may be the most brilliant person I've ever met. Okay, if you if I found out tomorrow that he was the president, uh, the new president of the European Union, it wouldn't surprise me a bit. All right, all right, yeah. So that that show was on for one or two seasons. It got it got good. Reviews and just it's it weird. I think it was on FX to start, and then it I, think, was. I think they moved it to DirecTV, or sometimes no, FX no, would do it, that. Or I, it was. I, I think what happened to to the riches was it, it was on for a couple of seasons, but it was um, um, it 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 was a it was a victim like so many others to um, to the sort of um, writer strike two thousand eight work slowdown. It did. It did not come back after that, and um, you know, I mean, it's, it's it's so it's so sad when you and it's like so funny. It's like a Southland just got canceled, which I thought was a great show. Yeah. And of course, you don't know what happens at the end. So you're like, wait a second. I always think when a show gets canceled, you don't know what happened at the end, the final episode. I, I, can I can I just throw something in? I I, I, I just want to like clarify the thing that I said. Uh, um, it, it, like like a lot of shows and a lot of people's deals that were dumped during that writer strike period. I wouldn't necessarily, you know, people may ha have disagreements about the value of the writer strike in 2008. I'm not passing judgment on that. And I don't but but it was during that it was during that period. I, I mean yeah. that makes sense. I mean that's, yeah. that's what happens. So it's like yeah. anything. It's like with, yeah. with look at pro sports, you know, yeah. something happens, the big salaries and the yeah. things they they go. Yeah. So okay, after the writer's sake. Now you you're you're in a ton I mean you've been in so it's like I look at your list. You've been in like every damn show for in the last thirty years. I mean but even like even like in the last ten years these shows. Do now do people Sit there, and do you have to audition for any of these shows, or do they know you? No, and no, I, I, I audition for, I, I audition for everything I do. Oh, really? Because yeah. I mean, because people know your work, and yeah. I mean, it's but it, it always seems like it's so funny. I, I get uh, guys, a lot of uh, actors who work all the time, and when you go down the list, it's like you all end up on the same shows all the time. Like, like, like <laughs> you, it's like The Mentalist, you know, and then CSI, and then some. I heard some networks would be like, you know, you can't play. This character, you can't be on the, one of these and you can't on the other, but then, like, all Lawler and SVU, like, the girl was on an SVU one year and she played the girl who raped a guy, and then years later, she's the defense attorney. So That's right. Have you recurred on any uh, 
TV shows? Well, okay. So I did. Um, I did a couple of. I, I did a couple of the Law and Orders. Okay. Um, and um, but but I was I, I was uh, bad guys on on both of them, and um, not bad guys, but you know, nice guys are a little troubled. Maybe they wind up killing somebody. Okay. <laughs> and um, nice. And, and, yeah, but you know, just because their lives are complicated. Right. And um, and. Uh, I, I did a CSI in maybe their third season, and there's a kind, there's a st- very like st- or strict like you you are you play a you play a perp on CSI, you don't play, you know, oh, any, other, a, you know any other any other CSI, yeah. And then, um, but actually, last year I did another CSI playing a different character, and I think they just the show has been on. And it's so successful, so long, it's employed so many actors over the past, you know, decade and a half. Right. That they that they've got to like reuse a couple of people. Yeah, because it's like, yeah. and there's only there's only so many people that you know that are good at that role. It's like you know, there's a certain you know that like you you have like you can be that nice guy who kills someone, and and I'm not everyone's not going to hate you. They're going to be he's we were empath- we have empathy yeah. for him, but you, there's not a lot of actors like that. So then if you see some guy, it's like, uh, what is a? Uh, but I mean, so what are some of your favorite shows you've done lately? Because I mean, you've done uh, I mean, like when you go into CSI and stuff like that. Well, I have to. I mean. CSI. Does it just? I've, I've just you know I, I've loved you know uh, working on the show. I mean I work most of the time as a guest star um, uh, on these shows, and um, and and at this point it, it's you know I go to I go to work on something, and I I know the crew from right fifteen different places, and I know half the <laughs> actors or their kids or their parents or you know. And um, you know, I know the makeup artist, and the, uh, you know, on CSI, uh, 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 Alex Smite, who uh, was who edits for them. I, I think he's probably a, a producer at this point, and and certainly directs a lot of the episodes. Um, Alec was my, you know, best friend in the ninth grade. Okay, see that's you know? so, that's so cool. Yeah. it comes full circle. Like that. Yeah. Now with Castle, now I know, and I because I've just I'm just starting to watch that on TNT because yeah, yeah. it's not on every. I mean, it's on every day on TNT. It's like yeah. from four to, and I hate when they yeah. do that with a newer show because I guess Castle's a few seasons in, but yeah, they they it gets overkill. Six, yeah. So all of a sudden you sit there and go, I just saw this show. You know, don't show it four times. Just show it like twice because I just saw this one a month ago. Right. Now, did Castle for you? Did that start as a guest spot? Or did you go in as because you played the corner? How did that? Yeah. How did that come about? Yeah, that that um, I um, I think they knew um, that they were that, that that if it worked out, they would use this character. Um, you know that that, that he would re- re- recur, and. Um, um, so uh, so, but that was you know I went in. You know, went in and read, and there, there were great actors in the room, and you know, whatever. You know, the wind was just blowing my direction right. that day. You know, and because uh, you know, yeah. but it's also the, the guy's got the best name. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's Sidney Perlmutter. How do you pronounce yeah. his name? Perlmutter. Perlmutter. 
It's just I love I love I like that show because it's not, about that show is it's enjoyable. It's not it's you watch it and yeah. they're bad and she's beautiful, right? And then, and actually when they got together you don't mind. And then the two other guys are so opposite, but you just yeah. like them. And yeah. that's that must be great for you. I mean, there must be some shows where you just must love you know saying this is a good product. Oh, you know I do, and uh, and 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 I love it every time they have me, and um, it's just. I feel very fortunate to be around. Um, uh, you know, they're they, they are they are really good folks over there, um, and you know, I, I, it was not long after I think it was probably the second year that I was doing episodes, uh, pl- playing Perlmutter, and you know, it's 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 you know, it's a couple episodes a year, uh, a season, and. Um, so I, I, a few years ago, they they called me and, and said, "Listen," and it was I think it was in late November, and they said, um, "Beginning of January, we want you to do uh, do a couple of episodes." It's great, and then end of November, beginning of December, I I um, severely injured my arm, and I had to have surgery, and my arm in this big right. I, mean, I snapped a tendon; it was awful, and. Um, and and I, I had to call them when it happened and say, uh, I, I got to give you guys a head, heads up. I have to have surgery, and I, I should be okay by the time we, we do the episode, but I don't I, – I don't know. And they were like, okay, well, just stay in touch with us. And then when the time came, and I still had like a big, big brace on my arm, they called and said, listen, do you want to um, – how, how are you feeling? Can you, can, can you do the episodes? And I said, well, I, I, I want to do them, um, but you guys are going to have to look at this and see if, it's, if you can make it work. Right. And, and I went in, and, uh, um, and, and they basically said, well, uh, I mean, do you, is, do you, do, is, are you too uncomfortable to work? I mean, and this brace right. looks like I had a bionic arm. <laughs> and, and I said, well, no, I, I mean, I can do it. I can't pick anything up with this arm. For another, you know, X number of weeks or something, and they went well. I mean, who who's to say that Pearl Mutter didn't hurt his arm? Right. You know, we can just we'll we'll just write a line and dismiss it with that. See, that's cool. And that's what it you is, feel good to go into so work. It's cool. Like, and they and they were completely willing to like, and it like saved my bacon too because, you know, that's a big chunk of you know work. Yeah, you got to you know, we got to be able to make a living. We have about five minutes left. Okay. Um, now, do you want your um, the play? You're coming up in a play. Um, I am. Um, um, I thought there, there, there was a project I was going to do this this winter that has been put on hold. So um, um, I uh, it looks like I'll be doing a play at the Pasadena Playhouse um, beginning in January, um, which is a new play by. Uh, Bernie Weinrob used to cover uh, Hollywood and entertainment for the New York Times. Okay, and and um, and 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 he's written a new play, and we've done a couple of readings of it. And we're, the world premiere is going to be at the um, at the Pasadena Playhouse in January. When's the last time you were back on stage? I mean, I know has it been a long time? No, well, uh, um, the last show I did, I, I'm involved with a, uh, a theater company in L.A. called Antias, which is a it's a uh, uh, there's probably a hundred members, 
and it's it's all people who are working who want to work on classic material. So um, in uh, March and April, we just did, um, and I was a part of uh, Mrs. Warren's Profession by George Bernard Shaw, and uh, the company has just closed the production of The Crucible. Okay. And coming up is uh, Pierre Cornet's The Liar, in a um, in an updated. Uh, 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 adaptation by David Ives, uh, who's a wonderful playwright, and this is in rhymed verse. Okay, and it's a you know old French comedy. Now, where do you put these, Ellen? At I beg your pardon. Where do they? Where are they performed? At? Oh, um, uh, uh, Antius is in North Hollywood on uh, on Lancashire, uh, a couple blocks south of Magnolia. Okay, and we're searching for a permanent home, and but and it's a great company. Like any show anybody would see there. They'll see people that they see on television and film on Broadway. All it's time. always cool. It's always cool, especially like North Hollywood has those little theaters. And it's funny you say yeah. about the Pasadena Playhouse. A friend of mine was just uh, in, um, was in Seattle. He was the lead, uh-huh. and it's just cool because you can go. And he played the Phantom of the Opera, you know, for a while in New York, and he played Raoul or whatever. And it's just what's cool about LA. Who, who's the actor? Tim Martin Gleason. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, it's just it's funny that you, you know that's what's great about theater companies like that. You can go somewhere. In North Hollywood, which you're thinking, because you know North Hollywood, besides this, so this area, you're like, where the hell? Am like I, a muffler shop? Or yeah, exactly. Do I need and, to get some limestone or something. That's so great, though. Yeah. But so you, so you, did you? Do you? Are you going back to the theater because you really missed it, or just you've always you know, enjoyed I've, it? I've, I've, I've actually always, I, I've always stayed involved. I've, I've, um, uh, South Coast Repertory. I've, as I say, I got my equity card in '81, but I've done a number of shows with them since. The last one was two years ago, but I went to. You know, I made my Broadway debut in a show that I started at South Coast Rep. Which show and, was that? Uh, it was called Brooklyn Boy by uh, Donald Margulies. And that was on Broadway? Yeah. That must be uh, awesome to be like, oh, you know, I mean, I mean as an on. actor it from, was like, you know, from it's cleaning, like, sweeping, the show. sweeping floors at yeah. the conservatory. It to feels like Yankee thing. Stadium. It's oh, like, God. Yeah. That, yeah. Must be, that must be awesome. It is. So what else it is coming is. up? We have a little time. Anything, uh, um, anything people can look for I'm, you? I'm doing a movie with a, a guy named Phil Lernus has, uh, has written and is uh, directing a movie called The Lady Killers that we're going to shoot in August uh, with Lily Holloman, who uh, I've done a couple of plays with at South Coast and recently at the Geffen in Coney Island Christmas. And she's uh, the best, um, uh, um, you know, Christopher Walken impersonator in town. Okay. You know all about Walken, that that the five Walkens? Patrick O'Sullivan, I know. She, well, Lily, it's cute, I'm cute, beautiful, okay, petite, blonde hair. See, Patrick listens to the show. Now he's going to go, you give me more promotion because yeah. his name's come up. I just did his comedy show a few weeks ago. But it's just, so I, yeah. I, it's, it was a great idea. So she's going to be in this movie? She, she's going to be in this movie. And, um, um, and I've got a movie that's playing in festivals right now called Commencement okay. uh, with Martin Hinkle and um, uh, Amelia Rose Blair, who's now making a big splash on... Uh, Vampire, okay, story, true, know, blood, true, true blood, true blood, and um, and well, Brian Deschart, uh, Brian Patrick is, is he's working under. So it's. Uh, I want to I want to thank you for coming on. It's uh, as I said, you know, you have a great body of work, and I always I, when I see the because it's always hard to interview when you have such a long body of work. You try to keep it momentum, and you yeah. go, well, where does it go? But I want to thank you. I want to thank you for actually responding to me when I uh, got in touch with you, yeah. and uh, a lot of sometimes people don't, but a lot of them do. So yeah. I want to thank you and uh, people. Uh, so yeah, check them out. Go to IMDb. Check Check out, check out this. It's A-R-Y-E Gross. Check them out. Also, if you want, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cooper Talk or send me an email, Cooper at Indy100, I-N-D-I-E 100.com. Go to coopertalk.net 
I have about 175 episodes up. Uh, this Saturday at 9.30 in the small room, I'll be at the Ice House in Pasadena. On Sunday, I'll be at the Ha Ha Cafe in North Hollywood. And listen to me every Thursday night at midnight Pacific Coast time uh, on WIP Sports Radio 94 Philadelphia on the Big Daddy Graham show talking about Hollywood and the celebrities run into. So yeah, check me out. Go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio. One word, Cooper Talk. Remember, at Cooper Talk on Twitter. You guys have a great weekend. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Have a wonderful day.